Boy, I don't know on that one either, Rebecca. The hardest lesson. Have you tried to answer these questions yourself? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> See? You should try to answer Life is for the Living, a podcast where we talk to people in their late 60s and older about their lives, lessons they have learned, and any advice they might have. This is your host, Rebecca Richman. This is the last episode of this season, and we have learned many things about our guests, including their childhood, their marriages, their emotional lives, and how they feel about getting older. So now I want to turn to what we can learn from them and what advice they may have for younger generations. asking my guests the lessons they have learned or not learned throughout their lives. You know, there, there are these lessons in life where you keep going, oh, not again. Okay, here's one, because every so often I'll do this thing with people, and, and you might have found this, that sometimes the same type of personality will come back into your life, you know, you'll have a, it'll be a different person, but it's the same personality, and you have the same struggle. Well, I'll have a tendency at times to argue with people about their perception of reality. And I don't know if you're familiar with the story of the blind men and the elephants and the, the different blind men are feeling the elephant and trying to describe what they feel. You know, and one of them feels the trunk and it says it's like a rope and somebody else feels the, the leg and it's, it's like a great big pillar, you know, and they, they're only seeing part. And there's one that, I think it's the way Pete Seeger tells it. There's one that pulls on the, the tail and the, says the heavens used to like a rope you pull on the, and it, the heavens open up with waste. Well, sometimes when I get in one of these arguments with somebody about the way they're perceiving reality, and I think they're at the other end of the elephant, you know, that's the way I think about it is you can't argue with somebody with their perception when their perception is that things are just absolutely horrible. And I'm trying to argue and to convince them otherwise. So I think that's one of the things that at least I don't know if I've even learned it yet. That people have their own view of the world and you can't change the way they perceive the world. Hardest lesson I've learned, I guess, is that the things all don't always go your way, but I pretty well knew that from the time I was young, because uh, having a father I had, I, there was no way I could have learned anything else. Things don't go your way all the time. So you really learn that. I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. That's for damn sure. And um, that's a hard lesson. And so that uh, not that you should be born with a silver spoon in your mouth, but the lesson I learned early on is one that I've had to some extent mitigate is that I couldn't depend on anybody. And um, that's something I really had to work at to trust other people. Then I asked for their advice, whether it's advice they were glad they got or advice that they wish they had gotten earlier in their lives. And what's the best advice I've ever gotten is to listen more and talk less. When I think about things that I might have done differently. 
can you know sometimes the mistakes you make are the things that you learn the most from and the things that you probably remember and i don't think dropping out of college was a mistake i had not done that heaven knows what kind of a degree i would have gotten from the university of minnesota i was really overwhelmed by the size of the classes and had no not a clue what i wanted to do and when i went back not much later but when i went back at least i wanted to get a degree in something that interested me which was sociology um and i think it gave me a a view of life looking at things from from a broader perspective than i would have had otherwise i don't know if it would ha- if any advice helps you know you just have to experience things for yourself um but to not take things too seriously go go with the flow not try to not try to control things no i i think that maybe the most important skill a person can have is to um, be able to experience their emotions and learn from them. And um, and especially the negative emotions, the so-called negative emotions. So the ones that on my list are um, anger, sadness, jealousy, fear, guilt, anxiety. Uh, and you probably can add shame. Um, there are all kinds of words for anger, but I think the most important skill, yeah, a person can have is the ability to um, to experience those emotions and to learn from them. Okay, I, I, I like that. It's <laughs> a skill I'm working on. Um, That's the skill you're working. Yes, on? I'm. I'm. I'm very good well, at. Pre- I, I, shoving that stuff down <laughs> yeah 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 well most people are and and you know we live in a society in which um in some ways the message people get is uh uh well the important thing is to feel good and that's the most important thing to feel good and so you know if you have to take a drug to feel good well go ahead and do it um and that's uh that that that's very hurtful given that these interviews occurred in the middle of a pandemic i also asked my guests if they had any tips for surviving hard times talk to tim <laughs> okay <laughs> live with tim live with tim he can survive hard times um i hard times i don't i'm just kind of interesting so what are times um it's kind of a hard time when i split up with jenny's dad and was single parenting and working full-time that was kind of hard um but if you have a little kid to hug that always helps you know and having people to hug and, and deal with uh yeah have some have some friends have someone in have someone in california you can call you right <laughs> exactly. Get hugs. Let yourself cry. In the these days of COVID, um, find someone to listen to and someone to listen to you. And you can do virtual hugs. 
over uh, this thing we're doing on Zoom. And that, that sort of helps. And we're going through hard times, and we've gone through hard times. As a matter of fact, we, as, as a human group, and I don't have to tell you this, we have survived tremendous hard times. So this, this is hard times. You're right. Um, we've had worse times, and this is a hard time, and we'll get through it. I think the ultimate goal of anybody is to be reach equanimity. That is, they realize they have to have some sympathy for other people suffering. I think in order to be to have any wisdom, um, you can't just live for yourself. It's just um, it's a barren existence if you do. And um, I think you have to get through these times as best you can by realizing that there's some things you have to do in order to keep yourself going and you have to get away from whatever is happening at the time as best you can. Keep in mind that people back when didn't have the ability to do that. You know, if you're in the middle of the Yalu flood or um, the Great Plague or a hundred year war, you were sort of stuck with whatever happened. But um, if you have the opportunity to do so, it's, good to clear your mind and and be both sympathetic to what's happening and understanding for what's happening and facing what's happening, but at the same time, keep some sort of semblance of sanity by having a place you can escape to. That doesn't mean you should escape everything, but just that you need to have some time that allows you to reach a, a equilibrium. life all about yeah in a way in a way what life is about is to live it you know someone uh people ask well what's the meaning of life well the meaning of life is to live it that's what it is <laughs> to live it and if if you said you know if you asked me well how do you live your life well what you do is you you basically use your abilities you express yourself and if you do that, actually, you know, if you really express yourself, you, you do what Freud said and what the positive psychologist said. Because if you really express yourself, all of yourself, you will be loving. You will be using your abilities. And you'll be enjoying life. And so it's kind of like, just use it. Use your, use your abilities. Perform, uh, well, uh, just use your ability. Yeah, uh, that's the meaning of life. I was thinking life is for the living. You know, I have a, I, I have a fantasy about the, my family sitting around the kitchen table the day after I die. I mean, the day after my funeral, and and they're all sitting around there talking, and and to say, uh, well, he was kind of an interesting guy. You know, he had an interesting life. He had an edge about him. I mean, there were some ways in which he was 
he was strange and 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 and, and could be acerbic and all that kind of shit. He was, hey, what's for lunch? What's for lunch? What's in the refrigerator? Right? You know? You know <laughs> life is for the living. And that's it for this season of Life is for the Living. I want to thank all of my guests, Dave, Tim, Vicki, Marsha, and Al, for their time, their support, and their openness with me. I also want to thank you, the audience, for listening and for following me on this journey. Next season, we will be focusing on immigrants and finding out their life stories. If you have any suggestions about future guests, topics, or just want to chat, you can reach us at, at lifeisforthel on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at lifeisforthelivingpodcast at gmail.com. The Life is for the Living podcast is written by me, Rebecca Richman, and produced by Marco Berlo. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. <laughs> I'm going to go eat lunch. Yeah, it's time to live. Time to express my animal side. <laughs>